humans are divided into two camps the camps of those who believe in Allah and the camps of those who do not believe in Allah those who believe in Allah come into two categories those who have submitted their will to Allah and surrendered to his will and they are called the Muslims and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described those who are Muslims are the people of the righteous path because they are carrying the message of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because Allah says in the Quran, it is he, your father Ibrahim, who have named you as Muslims. Okay, sammakumul muslimin. And the other camp is the camp of those who submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, they followed their messengers, but then they did not renew their submission through the messengers that followed. Those who were with Ibrahim, a new messenger has come after him, they must follow that messenger. Those who were with Musa, a new messenger came after him, they must follow him. Those who were with Isa, a new messenger comes, Sayyidina Muhammad they must follow him. But still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not reject them, and he called them the people of the book, or the people of the message. So Ahlul Iman, the people of faith, are of two camps. Those who are the Muslims, who are followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and those who are followers of other messengers, and they believe in the true one God, and follow that old message, and not accepting to follow any new message. The Jews are not following Isa, neither Muhammad sallallahu alayhi and the Christians are not following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this is a camp of those who believe. The other camp of the disbelievers comes also into two camps. Those who believe in nothing, the atheists, whom they say there is no God, and those who take idols to be gods, or to be a link to God, al-mushrikeen, the mushriks. And indeed, subhanahu wa ta'ala has called all these people as people who are kuffar. And kuffar means those who have been covered from the truth. They need to look deeper within themselves, as he said in the Quran, وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَفَلَاتُبْصِرُونَ And within yourself can't you see? Or if they can't see within themselves, they have to look at the heavens and the earth and whatever Allah will allow them to hear or see, maybe will be a gate for them to understand who Allah is. It is their duty to ponder, it is their duty to think, it is their duty to look, it is their duty to listen, so that they can find a way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we should not reject them. We should never push them away. We should do our utmost to bring them to us. Because at the end of the day, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, none of you is a true believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Okay. None of you is a true believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Now, brotherhood, to some is narrow, to others is a little bit wider, but to Rasulullah Sallam is widest. Because brotherhood comes in four categories. The first brotherhood, okay, is the brotherhood of humanity. Everyone who is the son of Adam is your brother in humanity. Allah called us all Yabani Adam, all children of Adam. If Adam is the father, then we are all the brothers. To whoever Adam has given birth to. So we are the children of Adam, we are brothers. In humanity. The second brotherhood comes through the nutfa or the drop that come from the male and the female to make you related to someone. So the brother of blood. 
okay, the brother of kinship, the brother of rahim or the womb. And that is very, very important because that carries a lot of laws within the Sharia. Okay? Then, after that, you have your brother in faith. Anybody who believes in God, he's your brother because they believe. A believer is your brother. Ya yuhalladina amanu. Okay? Any believer is your brother. Okay? They might be a Christian, they might be Jewish. This is a different category. You treat them differently. And then, if you look at it seriously, some people say, well, but this Christian and Judah kuffar, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the food of the people of the book is halal for you, and your food is halal for them. Rasulullah said, for us to marry their women is halal for us. So there is a relationship. But the non-believers were not allowed to eat their food or to marry their women, as long as we do not understand to whom they have killed or sacrificed their animal before we eat. So there is sharia that we need to follow. So the brother of Iman is important. But more important to us who are in the Hazira, okay, or in the circle of those who submitted to Allah and Muhammad Sallam, the brotherhood of Islam. The brotherhood of Islam is so important because your brother in Islam has a right over you. The right of the Muslim upon his brother in Islam are six. Sit. The right of the Muslim upon his brother are sitta. When you meet him, you must greet him. You must greet him. This is sunnah. Some people say, well, why should I greet him? When I greet him, he doesn't reply to me. Why are you upset about it? If you call, say salam to him and he doesn't reply, he is making a major sin. He is against Allah. Because Allah said in the Quran, When you are greeted by a greeting, you must greet by a better greeting, or the minimum, or the least, you should just repeat it. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. That's better. Or, wa alaikum assalam. That is the minimum. And you can go further. Okay? The next thing, إِذَا عَطَثَ فَحَمَدَ اللَّهِ فَسَمِّتُهُ if he sneezes and he thanks Allah, you must say to him, Yarhamuk Allah. You must ask Allah to show him mercy. Don't say, well, I didn't hear him saying Alhamdulillah. Maybe he said it in his silence. Doesn't matter. Expect good from your brother. Awsa'i baba rahmatin عند الله babi husnu dhanni billah. Awsa'i baba rahmatin عند الله babi husnu dhanni billah. The widest gate to Allah is the gate of good suspicion. Don't have bad suspicion. Inna ba'da dhanni ismun. Indeed, some of your suspicion could be haram or forbidden. So be very careful in what you say and what you do. So once the person is sneezing, say, Allah. You see in the West here, even people who don't believe, when you sneeze, they say, bless you. Very good. I always tell them, I say, bless you too. Nothing wrong with it. Okay? <coughs> Number three, if he seek your advice, you must give him time. You don't know what he's going to say. Maybe he's full of anger, anguish, uh, sadness, whatever. And maybe you will carry some of their burden. Listen to them. If you said, please, I need to talk to you. Please allow me. Allow them sometime. Number four. And if he invites you, you must fulfill the call. Some of us are only fulfilling the calls of those whom we benefit from. If somebody we don't benefit anything from, why should I? That's not very 
correct thing to do. You must always visit those people whom you see least in your eyes. Rasulullah every Thursday used to go out visiting people. And he will never return a gift or a food given to him by anybody in that day. Because he doesn't want to be seen taking from someone and leaving others. <coughs> Wouldn't you feel sad if the Prophet came to visit you, وسلم, and you offered him something and he said, no, I'm sorry, I don't feel like it. Or I'm, I'm full of Therefore, whenever you go to any place, always take from what you have been given. Even if you cannot eat it, put it in your pocket, take it with you. It's better than returning it. And number five, and, and if he's sick, you must go and visit the sick. Very, very important. Make sure. And the Day of Judgment, Allah will ask you, I was sick, oh my servant, you did not visit me. You say, oh Allah, but you don't get ill. Say, so and so was sick. If you visited him, you would have found me with him. So this is important. And number six, وَإِذَا مَاتَ فَتْبَعْ جَنَادَتَهُ Okay, and if he dies, you must follow his janada. But if you cannot follow the janada, because you are not there, go and visit the grave and pray for the deceased. Or visit the family of the deceased huh? and show them respect and pray for their deceased. Some of the people today, they don't do that. And they don't think it is important. These are rights. Okay, so now we understand. The camp of those who believe, the Muslims, and the believers of Ahlul Kitab. The camel who do not believe, those who are atheists who don't believe in any creator or God or anything, and the mushriks. But remember, those who are atheists are closer to faith because they are looking and searching, because they don't believe. They say, prove to me. But the mushriks, whom they have invented in their mind gods, and invented partners to God, and they invented creatures to be God, they have committed a big sin because they are using their own imagination. Okay, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Indeed, shirk is the gravest or the greatest of sins. A mushrik have committed a big sin because he is lying, he's deceiving himself. So we need to be very careful how we go about doing things. Now, in the camp of the believers, the Muslims okay, have a job to do. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, O you who believe, remember Allah a lot. O you who believe, remember Allah with much remembrance. O you who believe, remember Allah all the time. Some of the scholars say, With every breath that is coming out or every breath that you are taking in, there must be a mention of Allah. Some people say cleverly, I always remember Allah. But remembering Allah and remembering Allah is different. The Prophet said by the tongue. Okay? When the companion asked him, give me the best advice, he said, keep your tongue always busy with the mention of the name of Allah. Keep your tongue busy with the mention of the name of Allah, of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in a hadith Qudsi, Allah says, أَنَا مَعَ عَبْدِي مَا ذَكَرَنِي وَتَحَرَّكَتْ شَفَتَاهُ بِي أَنَا مَعَ عَبْدِي مَا ذَكَرَنِي وَتَحَرَّكَتْ شَفَتَاهُ بِي I am with my servant as long as he mentions me and his lips are moved to mention me. His lips. Very, very important. Don't be like those who stand in the prayer reading and their lips are silent. Move your tongue, move your lips. Don't read like you are screening. No, don't do that. Because reading it not by the mind, it's by the tongue. Okay? Allah said to the Prophet, The Prophet used to read with his tongue. 
Today is modern ways of people learning how to read, they say just read. That's not... <coughs> because when you read with your tongue, the physical motion of the tongue and the lips will be moving to the lump inside your physical heart. Okay? And that is going to be in motion. And within that, there will be the spiritual heart and the heart then will be getting the light of the zikr. If you don't do that, you get nothing. Therefore, the old mashaykh, they used to talk about the different compartments within the chest where the zikr can affect the heart. They call it lataiful qalb. Okay? Lataiful qalb. So this is so important for anybody who understands Islam to think about seriously. You have to mention. Now, Allah also subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَذْكُرُوا كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And do mention Allah's name a lot. Perhaps you are successful. Perhaps. Maybe. Don't say, every day I mention Allah's name a hundred or two hundred or a thousand. Nonsense. You can't count. How many times do you breathe in the day? How many times? Think about it. If with every breath in and out you are mentioning Allah, Alhamdulillah, you are grateful to Allah. Because without that breath, you will not be able to live. But just to count and say that I have done enough, you haven't done enough. I asked once our Shaykh, Rahmatullah Ta'ala, Shaykh Al-Fatih, how much should I do from dhikr? He said, son, nobody should stop doing dhikr until he finds the sweetness of dhikr. If you find the sweetness of dhikr, that means you're not going to stop. You're going to be continuously making dhikr. So we are supposed <coughs> to be making dhikr until we find that sweetness which will make us always hum the name of Allah wherever we are. Okay? That's the way it is. Perhaps then we will be successful. Why make dhikr? Why mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Okay? Because by the mention of Allah, the heart within your spirit will be receiving the pleasure of Allah in this world. Allah said, وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ And to the one who will fear the height or the magnitude or the mighty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, two gardens. Not in the hereafter. One in the hereafter. But one will be in this world. One of the scholars was asked, we know the hereafter garden or Jannah, okay, is being prepared for us. What about the garden of this world? Can we see it? It is in the heart. Al-Hatham al-Bitr said, it is in the heart. The garden is in the heart. Allah said in the Quran to prove this, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Indeed, those who believed, those who submitted, those who surrendered, and then their heart received total tranquility, total peace, by the mention of the name of Allah. Indeed, only by the mention of the name of Allah, hearts can receive tranquility. There is no other way. There are people who are so rich, you would wish to have a fraction of their richness. But believe me, they have no peace of mind. No <coughs> tranquility in the heart. There are those who have everything you can name. Everything. They have, they have a beautiful wife, wonderful children. Everything in their life is straight. They have no problem. They are healthy, but still there is no peace in the heart. Because Allah said, only by the mention of Allah. Only those who keep remembering Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they can achieve that success. Without it, it will not. Hence, Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم في بيوت أذن الله أن ترفع ويذكر فيها اسمه In houses, Allah has given permission, they will be raised. And within them, 
His name will be mentioned. Okay? Allah said in the Quran, churches, <coughs> synagogues, temples, and mosques. He didn't just say mosques. To fulfill the believers' camps. This was the church. SubhanAllah, today it's the mosque. Shakwal Lane was the synagogue. Today it's the mosque. We need to think like that, carefully. In the same verse, Allah SWT said, churches, synagogues, temples, and mosques. If it is not for Allah's mercy, they will be destroyed. But Allah is going to keep them because there is some somebody somewhere is going to go in and mention the name of Allah within. Sayyidina Abu al-Khattab when they entered Jerusalem, they asked him, where are we going to pray? There is no mosque here. He said, where is the church? And they said, that we pray there. When they asked him why, he said, when the Christian of Najran came to the Prophet in Medina, and we went and prayed and came back, their time to pray came, they asked him, what are we going to pray? He said, pray in my mosque. So we need to be understanding of our Prophet Muhammad and his teaching, because that's the only way we can draw them in. Without knowing what we have, and we keep them separate, and then we keep separate, it's not good enough for them or for us. Okay? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the believers. Who are these believers? He said, Indeed, the believers, that when Allah's name is mentioned, their heart tremble inside. Their heart will shake. There is a man I used to meet in Sudan. Whenever you say Allah, he will scream. Anytime. And I used to, when I was young, I wanted to show my nephews and I said, Can I make somebody scream? And they say, You can't. I say, I can. I have some power. So I pass by the man and I say, Allah. I scream. I say. And they used to ask me, How do you do that? I said, No. I, because I used to see him in the dhikr. Every time Allah's name is mentioned, he just screams. And when the dhikr starts, we just faint. Until the dhikr finish. And then at the end of the dhikr, they have to move him on. Maybe one hour, two hours, people are going, then he will wake up and we'll go home. Yes, Chisham, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll remember. This is Hafid al-Sheikh Hamd al-Budshishi. Dr. Khalid said once we went to Chesham to visit a grandson of Sheikh Hamz al who came from Morocco through France, Paris, and he brought some murid. And he said one of the murid there was sitting next to him, and he had never seen a man like that. When he's <coughs> sitting next to him, his body is shaking, saying, Allah, Allah. Mm. Yeah. It, 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 it is. And there are people whom even their things around them that hear them making dhikr, they'll make dhikr while they are sleeping because they get used to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Quran, Azkuruni azkurkum. Do remember me, then I will remember you. And therefore, it is so important and critical for every one of us to understand the difference between those who believe and those who don't believe is the mention of the name of Allah. We believe, we mention Allah. They don't believe, they don't mention Him. So you need to be careful. If you want Allah to remember you, you must remember Him. But remember, Allah said in the other verse, akbar. The mention of Allah for you is greater than your mention to Him. When you say Allah, He will say, the karami abdi, my servant has remembered me. To whom? To the highest of His creatures, with Him. Imagine your name is mentioned there. Okay? So you need to. And in another tafsir of this verse, 
that there is nothing you say by your tongue greater than Allah. Nothing. So you should always keep saying the word Allah. Abdul Qadir Jalil used to repeat this name every day. 190,000 times. This is his word. 190,000 times. Allah. And something we need to think about. Abid Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Qala qala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet said, Shouldn't I inform you of the best of your actions? And the most purified before your Lord, Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that you should raise you high in your station towards him. And better for you than spending your money, sterling, yen, dirhams, real, dinars, dollars, whatever it is. With that and the gold and the jewelry that you have. And better for you than meeting your enemy and fight them. Maybe they can kill you or you can kill them. Prophet said, we think that this is the greatest thing. Jihad. I'm giving myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the Prophet is telling us there is something greater than that. The companion Rudolan said, and what is that, O Messenger of Allah? He said the mention of the name of Allah always. Always. Keep your tongue busy with the mention of the name of Allah. If you can, you are with him. Allah said also, subhanahu wa ta'ala, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر Indeed, your five regular daily prayers, your five daily regular prayers will indeed forbid you from all acts of evil. الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said, من لم تنهه صلاته عن الفحشاء والمنكر فليتبوأ مقعده في النار مع قارون وهامان وفرعون Whosoever his prayer does not forbid him from act of evil, then he should prepare his seat in hell with Qarun and Haman and Pharaoh, the three most evilest mentioned in the Quran among the human beings. But at the end of this verse, Allah said, Walla Akbar. Although Salah will forbid you from all act of evil, but the mention of the name of Allah is indeed the greatest. Hence, the moment Rasulullah came out of Salah, Assalamu alaykum. The first thing he said, Allahumma anta salam. Wa minka salam. Always. And in some cases, he would say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Loudly. He never, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, finished his prayer and remembered Allah silently. He always remembered him loudly. And this is something that we need to think about. Hence Allah said in the Quran, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمُ الصَّلَاةَ when you complete your five regular daily prayers, which are compulsory, you must keep mentioning Allah while you are standing, while you are sitting, and even when you are reclining by your side. There is no time for you to stop mentioning the name of Allah. There is no time for gossip. There is no time for anything else. If you want to be close to Allah, don't cheat yourself. Keep mentioning the name of Allah. Ibn Abbas said, أن ربع الصوت بالذكر حين ينصرف الناس من المكتوبة كان على عهد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. ابن عباس the cousin of the Prophet said this is in Bukhari hadith number eight zero 
too. If you want to find it, because some people think when we read after the Salah loudly, what are we doing? This is in Bukhari, volume 1, Kitab al-Salah, Babu al-Dhikr, al-Salah. The chapter of Dhikr after Salah. Ibn Abbas, the greatest Mufassir of Quran, the greatest Muhaddis of Hadith of Rasulullah reported at the time of the Prophet loud Dhikr after the Salah was the tradition. He said, it was the custom to celebrate Allah's praises aloud after the compulsory congregational prayers in the life of Prophet while he was alive. Today when you go to the most people, as if they are ashamed of reading the dua aloud. And there if some imams put their hand up and try to make dua or read the askar, I will never stop reading them aloud because this is the sunnah. Ibn Abbas said it, reported by Imam Bukhari, the most correct hadith book after the Quran. This must be correct. You can't select what you want and choose. This is the sunnah. I traveled to Indonesia, I went to the jungle. People in the mosque, they were reading loudly. I went to Malaysia, people in the mosque were reading loudly. Brunei Dar es Salaam, people were reading loudly. I went to China, people were reading loudly. I went to Pakistan, Bangladesh, everywhere, Nigeria, South Africa, people were reading loudly. What's the shame? Why I tell you, in the Middle East, when the French and the British came, they found people like in Dimash, okay? In Jordan and Libya reading loudly because they all were following the Salihin because they want to capture, because that making them together, they told those who were leading us, this should not be done. This why the man, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, replaced by a better man in Tunis, this man, only two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he was trying to bring a new law that the adhan loud, there's no need for it. I said to somebody, his time is finished, his days are numbered. He's fighting Allah now. The adhan in a Muslim country is not allowed to be loud, what kind of a man you are? This is sad. And we were praying Allah will replace him. And Alhamdulillah, yesterday he's gone. Where did he go? He escaped. He can escape, but he's not going to escape from Allah. He's not going to escape from Allah. And there is no punishment for those who fight Allah. Only, only that they should be crucified or thrown out of this earth. <coughs> Not to depose them on the earth, going to Saudi Arabia, not enough. If there's a way, put him in a shuttle and throw him out. You can't fight Allah. These are Muslims. There are Muslims. First of all, he was having no dignity by not allowing women to wear their hijab in a Muslim nation. If a woman in the Western world, in their freedom, want to color her hair blue or red or yellow, or put tattoos all over her body, or walk without clothes, nobody tell her anything. In a Muslim country, the culture and the custom says, if a woman wants to cover herself, she must cover herself. Who dares to tell a woman not to cover herself? That is so sad. I was so glad. I was saying to one of the Tunisians, if those people in Tunis do not get out in the street and do whatever they can to remove this man, then Allah is not with them. But I'm, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. And may Allah replace this terrible man by a better man. And I, I hope and I pray the people in the West, they will not only work for their interest. They should work for the interest of those poor people because they only support and give help to those who oppress our people. And all of you who are studying in university, you must voice your voice. The freedom they have here, we want in our countries too. Not for us, for those poor people. We need it. I mean, why not give them the same democracy like in England? What's wrong with that? But not to push somebody coming through a democracy, staying in his seat for 26 years? What is this? Nonsense. 
Not one single Muslim country is ruled properly. Not one, even those who are ruled by Islam. Not one single country. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala change every Arab regime. May Allah change all of them. Because they are all rotten to the core. Wallahi, they are all rotten to the core. People are suffering. People are suffering. Even in my own country in Sudan. We are ruled by an Islamic state, but they, they, they are dictated to the people. People are suffering. Am I right or not, Ya Tariq? No. People are suffering through Islam because the ruling party gets what they want. <coughs> you don't get anything. They take what they don't give you. And you have a toll in the road. And there are roads, since I was young, they're collecting money to build that road. It's still not built. <laughs> it shocks me. What's going on? Seriously, it is so sad. You need, you need not to do the wrong. Yani a lot of our young youth here, they want to correct by doing the wrong. We don't do wrong. Be, use your intellect. Use your mind. Do the right thing. Burning and bullying and killing and bombing, that's not the right way. There are right ways. But we need to change where the change is, need, is needed. Those who want to change, go and change in the places. If there are Sudanese living here and want to change Sudan, they can't change it here. Go to Sudan. If you are Pakistan and to change Pakistan, go to Pakistan. <coughs> okay? Wherever you come from, you want to change, go there and change it. But change for the better. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent to bring justice. In Allah, Allah command justice. If there is no justice, Allah is not happy. So we hope that Allah will give the people of Tunisia justice. And I'm giving you this example because today you go to the mosque, I used to go to some mosque, and the Imam is happily, after the Salah, will read the Adhkar. At least the, 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 the formal dhikr of what you do. Salaamu alaykum, salaamu Okay? Astaghfirullah. Allahu Akbar. Allahumma anta salam. But there are some mosques now, they are told, no, this is bid'ah, don't do it. Bid'ah. Astaghfirullah. Dr. Khard is saying that injustice that was taking place in Tunisia is greater than what I mentioned. He said, if, if you, you, you pray, you only pray in one mosque and you must have an identity to enter that mosque. Because they are frightened from people coming and fighting against them. <coughs> and also, Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, Kuntu a'lamu he said, when I was walking towards the mosque of the Prophet to do my prayer with him, once I hear him and the companion reading aloud the dhikr, the mention of the name of Allah after the salah, I know by that the compulsory salah has finished. This is to show that it was loud. Because some clever brother of the Quran say, well, yes, it is there in the sunnah, but everybody could read it alone, and everybody could read it silently because other people are making salah, he's disturbing them. Yes, Allah. <laughs> How could somebody be, I am with Allah reading Quran and somebody outside mentioning his name? What disturbance is making? If somebody is singing, yes. If somebody is talking about business, yes. Somebody is talking about dunya, yes. There are many people who are making the salah, people who are arguing about something. Yes, I know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Was he with them or with Allah? <laughs> so be wise. If somebody is arguing with you something that is not correct, use the Quran and use the Sunnah. I left for you two things. If you hold tight onto them, you will never go astray. Quran, Rabbi, wa Sunnati. 
the Quran of my Lord and the Sunnah of my Muhammad Sallallahu This is from the Sunnah. This is the Sunnah. This is Ibn Abbas Okay? In Bukhari, listen to it. Go and find it if you don't believe me. Go and look at it and say it. And he said, okay, in another hadith, number 803, I used to know the Prophet compulsory prayer in the mosque is finished while I'm walking to rush to find it or to join it when I hear him saying Allahu Akbar. Not in the Salah, after the Salah. So there's a new group that are making a new fashion. Once the Salah goes, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. If I sat with my brother together said it, Nastafullah, bid'a, bid'a. This is nonsense. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the companion used to follow him in everything. Sayyidina Abu al-Khattab was the Khalifa. And one day, he was sitting, okay, with some companions. And Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu felt people are all in the market busy and the time of the Prophet sallallahu is not the same like this time because this time people are sitting gossiping, buying when the Prophet was alive everybody was following him saying what he said if he read he, they read after him if he said Allah they all say Allah <coughs> so he went to the to the mosque and loudly he said Allahu Akbar Allah. everybody who was sitting with Umar and in the market when they hear the love from the mosque they remember the Prophet Umar said Allah everybody said Allah together Allah. Abu Huraira enjoyed them okay? he said repeat Allahu Akbar again Allah. and everybody started repeating so people went to the mosque, what's going on? He said, I'm going to divide the inheritance of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi And they said, what inheritance? He said, what he left behind. What did he leave? His sunnah. And this is a part of his sunnah, mentioning the name of Allah, remembering <coughs> Allah, glorifying Allah, as much as you can. For if you do not mention him, he will not mention you. If you do not remember him, he will not remember you. He said in the Quran, at the end of Surah Al-Hajr, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولا تكونوا كالذين نصوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم and do not be like those who neglected Allah or forgotten about Allah Allah made them neglect themselves what does that mean? when you neglect yourself you don't find it easy to wake up to pray in the morning you don't find it easy to pray your prayer in time you don't find it easy to find the joy to read the Quran you open the Quran you you're bored. You take your sibha, you want to do zikr. The moment you put it in your hand, a beautiful woman walking in front of you, your eye the Lord. That means you forgot yourself because you know the haram, but yet the halal is in your hand to do, which will lead you to paradise, but you tend to go to hell. You choose to go to hell. Not Allah didn't take you there because you neglected him, he will neglect you. You forgotten him, he will forget about you. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَصُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْتَهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Allah said then, أُولَائِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِغُونَ Definitely, those are the people who have neglected the teaching of Allah and they have rejected the righteous and went to the wrong. So please, let us leave the most tonight and remember Allah. Every Saturday when we come here and we do the dhikr, Allahi, there is nothing more enjoyable to me than doing dhikr in congregation. I don't enjoy anything else. Some people enjoy to go to a da- disco or, or a rave or a party or listen to songs and they do all those things. I enjoy doing zikr since I was young. There's nothing. And I love it most with drums. See, when I go to my country, we do different zikr. Why? Because we are mentioning Allah. Nothing else. Those who think what we are doing is wrong, we leave them to Allah. 
You go and do what you want. I am following Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I am following the people who followed Muhammad sallallahu I am doing whatever that can make me just mention Allah. I don't want to mention anything else. I just want to mention. Allah. I want to sing Allah's name. I want to sing. Somebody recently said uh, those new traditions that are coming of people standing in the stages and singing nasheed. Indeed, they are doing the biggest of bid'ah. So I laughed. I said, if somebody is singing a nasheed, nasheed meaning to praise Allah or to praise Muhammad sallallahu or to praise something good within the community that we live with. This is a nasheed. Yeah? A nasheed is something to praise. And this man is saying it's wrong. Subhanallah. He left all the 99.9% of people singing haram. In Arabic, in Hindi, in Urdu, in English, in Chinese. And coming to only those little few people who are singing nasheed in Arabic or in Urdu. What's this nonsense? No, no, seriously. It makes me very angry. Doesn't he find any haram? All those women who are singing naked and our children are following them. Our brothers, their trousers are falling. Astaghfirullah <laughs> Not doing bid'ah, but doing haram. Pull their trousers off. I think we need an army of people pulling trousers off. I was in Sainsbury's. I was buying with my wife. Yeah. And this young boy standing there, wallahi, you could see between his legs. His trousers are falling. <laughs> In front of everybody, I said, excuse me, pull your trousers up. <laughs> My wife said, shh, shh. I said, no, shh. Pull your trousers up. I'm not here coming to look at what underpants you are wearing. <laughs> Have they paid you to advertise their underwear? <laughs> Goodness sake. We shouldn't feel ashamed. No, 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 seriously. We should be men. Today, women are better than the men. We are becoming weak. <laughs> the believers always enjoying right and forbid evil. It doesn't matter. Whoever it is, I'll tell them off. Because there is decency. In America, some of the religious people there, they made those people run away. They made laws against them. In America, subhanAllah, the land of freedom of speech, you cannot walk around with your trousers falling like that. We don't want to see your underwear. So please, do it, but do it wisely. Do it properly. Do it with Allah. You can't forget Allah and then go and tell somebody to remember him. Allah will forget about you. You will get in trouble. But if you are with Allah, Allah will defend you. Okay? Allah inna hizballahi hum al-mufliḥoon. Allah inna jundallahi hum al-ghalibun. Indeed, the soldiers of Allah, they are the winners, the victorious. And the party of Allah is definitely winning. And indeed, those who are befriending Allah, no fear will come their way. And they will never be sad. Allah inna awliya illahi la khufun alayhim. Kulahum yahzanun. Pray that Allah will allow us to be among those who will be his soldiers and those who will be in his party and to favor us to make us among his awliya so that we will always be never sad and never in a position to be in trouble or difficulty. Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina. Ya Rabbi ahdina wa ahdibina. Iqfiri lahumma lana wa li walidina wa li mashayikhina wa li man allamana wa li man lahu haqqun alayna wa li sayo al-muharum wa li kafat al-muslimin ajma'in. Ya Rabbi ishfina wa shumardana wa marda muslimin. Salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Ahmed al-Nabiya al-Amin wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallim.